Hi there, how's it going? I'm Bonnie Violet. I am a queer chaplain. And in case you don't know where you are, you are at Dragon Spirituality, Gender Diverse. Um, this is number three of 12 of our summer series, um, hosted and sponsored by the Spiritual Drag Con, um, which you can go to spiritualdragcon.com now and you can register um, to be a part of the, con like to attend the conference in Chicago, as well as we are looking to, um, we're looking to book uh, drag artists to do panels and to perform. We have a family-friendly event that's going to be taking place, as well as you know spiritual drag shows and panels. And we're also looking for um, a mix of spiritual care providers to provide spiritual care and just be on hand uh, throughout the conference. It's going to be both in person and as much as possible uh, virtual too. So um, there's scholarships available, registration, all that stuff. Check out spiritualdragcon.com. You should be able to find the information uh, in the description. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm always like to just kind of get into things. I know normally when you do these podcast things, you hear all these things, go to my Patreon, which you can do. You can click the link in the description and find my Patreon and contribute to this work if you find it so great. Um, also, um, I will be sharing um, our guest Venmo and um, Instagram. So be sure to follow her and send some coin in her direction if you feel so inclined. Um, this is an interactive um, conversation. So if you're joining us live, whether you're on YouTube, Twitch, um, or Facebook, um, feel free to comment um, on there and we will see your comments and we'll engage with them um, as we see fit. If for whatever reason we don't get to you, don't take it personal. It probably isn't personal, but uh, don't take it personal. I'm a one person show tonight. So managing all this stuff can sometimes get a little wonky for me. So, but I'll do my best. Please do try to engage with us as much as you feel like it. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and get going. I'm really excited to have our guest. Our guest is um, from 29 Palms, um, California, and uh, I'm gonna let her tell you a little bit more about her here in a bit, um, but I'd like to welcome to the stage, Lady Shalane. Hey, everybody. Hey, Hey, how's it going? Hi, Bonnie, darling. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so honored and thrilled to be a part of this show. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, it, it's pretty hot where you're at, huh? It's very hot, about 100 degrees, but oh, wow. it is what it is, right? Right, right, right. Well, I thank, you. thank you so much for <laughs> Right? There you go. You got to take care of yourself, girl. That's <laughs> All right, well, um, for the next 45 minutes, we're gonna take some time to talk about dragon spirituality. And usually what I like to do is, I love to hear a little bit about um, people's uh, spiritual origin stories, which oftentimes happens when we're like little ones. Um, and I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of what your spiritual origin story is. Okay. Well, well, we'll go all the way back, huh? Way back. Way back. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> you know, even though I did grow up in the South, Bonnie, I was not forced into a church, and I'm grateful for that. But yes, it was around, especially in the South, church on every corner, right? I remember being very young, I mean, probably five, and my aunt taking me to a church for like a Sunday school thing, and I just did not like it. I just felt like I did not belong there. I just didn't resonate with it. Not saying that it's something bad. I just, even at that young age, I just felt like it was not for me, right? Mm -hmm. And so luckily I was never forced into it, 
even though a lot of my family members did go to church, um, it was never forced forced upon me from my mom or anything. Mm -hmm. So at least I have that, because I feel like a lot of times it is forced and the outcome's not always very good, you know, so. Right, right. So I kind of had the opportunity to find my own way, even though I was in the Bible Belt. Uh, So I would say around 1995, 96, I found Buddhism. And around what age were you you in 95? Sorry, just like, I just want to give us. I I was 15, 16 years old. Late okay, birthday, great. December Sagittarius, darling. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I was uh, 15, 16. And what turned me on to Buddhism was uh, through Tina Turner and watching mm. her story. I was not a fan of hers at that time. I didn't know anything about her. But I watched the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It, and read her book, I, Tina. And I thought, well, why not try this? Let's mm. just see. You know, I mean it seems to be working for her. You know, at that young age, I was looking for direction. I was also looking for guidance from a strong woman, mm. right? And I feel like I picked the strongest woman that I could find, Tina Turner, right? So I have to always, mm-hmm. you know, give gratitude to her because I know being a fan of hers and her story totally changed my life. Mm-hmm. And, and was so, there? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, was there anything particular about Buddhism that you really, that seemed to land differently than the previous religion? Absolutely Mm. change. I was looking for a way out. I was looking for a way out of my small town. I didn't want to be there. And I'm not saying it's bad. It just wasn't for me, you know? Mm. And I just needed change. And that's that's what really drew me in. So I just started chanting, Nam-myoho-renyekyo. And I started seeing things change. Things started to improve and in my life. And so I just went from there. I just kept chanting. However, I will say honestly though, that I did not continue chanting over the you know, over all these years. I am back to chanting now though, and I'm grateful that I am. But there were gaps in between, so I don't want it to sound like I've been chanting, straight, <laughs> you know, straightforward from 1996 because I haven't. But it's always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and did you, was it a practice all on your own or did you have community around it? Yeah, so when I when I first started out, it was totally on my own, in my bedroom, by myself, uh, with a little setup with like a Buddha statue. I didn't know what I was doing. I just it felt right to me, so I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until probably, I don't know, seven, eight years later, when I met up with uh, more people who chanted and, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. But for me now, though, I'm not part of any organization. That, That goes back to when I was younger, when I realized being in a church was not for me. Just organized religion is not for Okay, it's just not, it doesn't resonate with me. So mm-hmm. Buddhism is more of a way of life. It's a way of living. Um, yes, there are organizations who put a lot of that together, but I'm more of an independent. Because I also, I mix chanting with other forms of meditation as well. 
because mm -hmm. there's there's so much more out there that that we can use to bring us into alignment. But chanting, through chanting, it does help to bring one into alignment, to align the chakras, and it gets the wheels turning, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people who begin to chant, sometimes what it'll do is it brings up the dark, the negative. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get turned off by that. But we cannot move forward in our lives until we deal with the dark, mm -hmm. until we deal with the negative side of our lives. We have to clean our karma in this life in order to move forward. Right. You know? And that's the way I look at it. And that's what I'm doing. And through mm -hmm. chanting, chanting helps you clean your karma, cleanse your karma, get the chakras going, and put you in alignment with the universe to where you can manifest anything you want. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm that's... an example of that. Right. You know? And that's, I'm really intrigued by the idea of you kind of doing this, doing it on your own. Have you, did you eventually get mentors or anything like that? Or has well, it really I did, just always I, been? Yeah, I did. I think it was 2006, perhaps. I did join a Buddhist organization and there were some lovely people in the group who I chanted with, who helped me learn more because there's more to it than just uh, uh, chanting nam myoho renge kyo there it's the Lotus Sutra and there's, there's more uh, that you can chant to that. And they, they helped with that. Mm -hmm. But as the years went on, I just felt, I'm just, I don't know if you would, call, I guess you would call me a loner, but I, I'm just someone who like a hermit. I stick to myself a lot of time, unless I'm out on stage. It's like when I'm on stage, it's totally different. But when I'm home, it's, you know, it's completely turned off, you know? So, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm glad that I did it on my own that way. And I'm glad that I found it when I found it at such an early age, because it did prove to me that it, it does work. It's not magic. It, right. It's, it's, uh, helping you align yourself with the universe, mm. you know, because yeah. when you're, when you're in tune, when one person is in tune with the universe and you listen to the signs that you're given, you can make anything happen, anything. Mm. But you have to work on yourself. You can't just go in it without doing the self-care, without doing uh, what we call uh, uh, dark night of the soul. You have yeah. to go deep inside of you. You just cannot move forward when you have those demons battling you because they keep coming up. Yeah. And that's where astrology plays in because I'm all about astrology and uh, the stars because that's where I feel we come from. We're all stardust, you know? Yeah. And that's where we're from. And yeah. I feel with astrology, leading from Buddhism to astrology, when one learns their chart, and you learn the different planets and the houses and all that. There's a lot to learn. There is a lot. Of <laughs> when you start to learn it and you start to apply it to your life, when I started reading up about me, it was all, yes, this mm. is some of my dark side. This is some of my bad habits. So let's correct them now. Mm. And so I use Buddhism as well as other forms of meditating, uh, 
to do that, to work on myself so that I can move forward. Because right. that's what it's all about. I'm not looking back anymore. <laughs> I'm not looking back anymore. Yeah, that that dark, that dark, I guess, I, I sometimes I struggled labeling it darkness, but I know, I understand people know what they mean when we say that. But yeah, it's it's, it's interesting how it, it, it just keeps following us until, until we're we able, able to deal with it for sure. Yeah. And sometimes we have to, sometimes we have to run for a little while or, or not quite go there, you know, um, there's some darkness that definitely might need some help, you know, <laughs> some guidance <laughs> for sure. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> right. And when also, you... you know, we do try to numb ourselves a lot mm -hmm. from that darkness. We use different things. I'm living proof of that. I mm -hmm. used to love some vodka, honey. Yeah. I used to drink some vodka a lot. Mm -hmm. And two years ago, I gave it up. I said, enough is enough. I got real sick my last drinking night. I think I was in drag too. Mm -hmm. And I could not stop being sick. And then I could not get back into alignment uh -huh. where I wanted to be, where I felt centered within myself and at peace with my. It took me over a week to get back to where I was just somewhat feeling better, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought, this is it. Where I'm going in my life, I don't have time for that anymore. And I'm not here to preach about against alcohol or anything. People do what you want to do. But I'm just saying, for me, I could not bring it into my future. So that right. was, I had to let it go, you know? It, and congratulations. Through, through chanting, through meditating, I was able to do that. I didn't go get, you know, like a 12-step program or whatever. I just <laughs> was able to do it through my spirituality. You know? Your spirituality, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and... Yes. Congratulations on that. Thank That's you. A, I appreciate that so much. It's a big I'm I'm sober as well and it it's oh, probably God. one of the hardest and best gifts, you know, like I ever gave to myself or Absolutely. Choices Thank I made. Yeah. That because that's a great way to you know, I had not looked at it that way as a gift to myself. Mm. Yeah, it and, really is. and everyone else around me, but definitely. I know, me. right? People benefit from it because I was a real bitch, honey. When I would get all liquored up, honey, uh-uh. I was a diva. I was a bitch. And mm. I'm not ashamed to admit that because that was that was the side that I had to work on. You yeah, know? yeah. And I have. And yeah, the cr one of the tough things for me was realizing that just because I, I wasn't drinking or doing drugs anymore. I still could be that diva and that bitch, you know, <laughs> I had okay. to, I had okay. to figure out, I couldn't blame the alcohol or the drugs anymore. I had to realize that no girl, you got that in you, you know, like that's, in you, that's a part of you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It is. And you, and, and that's what you have to work on and heal or mm -hmm. it comes out, you know, but certain things definitely bring it out. That brought it out for me. For sure. Yeah. And um, when did, when did you first see drag? What was your introduction to drag? You know, <clears throat> in the 90s, okay, in the I was, when I was a teenager, mm -hmm. way before I knew anything about drag, I used to do Elvis Presley impersonating, impersonation, <laughs> okay? I, I was a mm -hmm. huge Elvis fan. So that's when I started performing. This was before mm -hmm. I knew drag, right? So I didn't know drag until probably... 2005 maybe when so i So that would be like out. your 20 is that your 20s? Yeah, I was in my early 20s. Uh-huh. I had a I had a my son um 
in 2002. And I was mm. just right before I was 21, before I turned 21. So I pushed all that. Well, I, I, did, I was not even interested in drag. I didn't really know anything about it at that time. You know, I just knew that I wanted to be an entertainer. That's the you know reason why I brought up the whole Elvis thing, right? I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. I didn't know how though. Mm-hmm. And so in the mid two thousands, it was Halloween, right? It's always Halloween. So I got dressed up as a lot. I feel like a lot of people are born. A lot of drag queens are born on Halloween, aren't they? Right? Yes. So I got dressed up, and it just felt right. It felt mm-hmm. like. This is it. This, this is how I feel inside. And now I want to get on stage and perform. Mm-hmm. And I did. I started entering talent nights in mm-hmm. Tennessee, where I'm from, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I came out and did Where the Boys Are, Connie mm-hmm. Friends. I did the, uh, the disco version. And, it w- and I won. It was great. And it was uh-huh. a beautiful night. And then the stars aligned, and I got um, on cast at Alan Goads in Chattanooga, mm. and started working there. And yeah. that was a you know a great experience uh, to have. And uh, and you've been doing drag ever since. Since two thousand five, two thousand six, yes. Mm-hmm. When I met my drag mother, oh, <laughs> my yeah. drag mother and I, we used to work together. Out, you know, and I met him. And we became friends, and I found out he was a drag queen, and I thought, oh, you know. And then I started getting a little, I, I started feeling the bug a little bit, the little drag bug, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Halloween thing came. He helped me get in drag and all that. And the rest has been history. But I yeah. did retire at, a, at some point um, later on, like 2010. <clears throat> my son was getting bullied at school because his dad was a drag queen mm. and that bothered me a lot. And so I thought, well, let's just hang it up for now. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'll be back. How is your, how is your son with your drag now? Or... He's my number one supporter, mm. my number one supporter. And it, I'm so grateful to have such a wonderful son who supports me in everything I do. It's just, I'm just so grateful. I couldn't ask for anyone better, you know? And I told him the other day, thank you for choosing me as your dad because I, I feel that we choose our parents, you know, because we sign up for this lesson in life. That's how I feel. And he chose a drag queen for a dad, so, you know, I'm All just right. so grateful. And, but yeah, but when he, when he was picked on and stuff in school, I didn't, cause I certainly know how that feels, right? I, mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go into that. Yeah, so, yeah. I hung it up for a while, but now I'm back stronger than ever, and I'm grateful to be back. And wonderful things are happening. So. Right. And how 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 does your um how does your sexuality play into your drag or your spirituality? A lot of people ask me, "Do I call you her? Do I call you him? Do I call you they?" I'm just me. I don't feel like I have a label. Okay. I don't. Okay. And I don't. You can label me if you need to label me. But I just feel like I'm me, and I don't know how else to describe it because this feels natural to me when I look like this, and then when I'm not dressed like this, I feel natural too. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm just me, and yeah, I feel like, and it's a lot for some people to handle. 
but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think for people who, you know, who haven't, you know, haven't done it yet, you know, or done drag or whatever, I think it just seems so foreign and kind of confusing to them, but it um, is. People yeah. are scared of what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And that's why education is important, you know, to educate people about certain things. I mean, right. You, know, you shouldn't be scared of drag queens. Right. Well, it was so, it was so interesting. I was on a, I was on an Uber last night. I took an Uber home yeah. uh, from a, from a spiritual meeting and a prayer meeting of sorts. And um, the, uh, the, the taxi driver or the Uber driver, I, I live in Idaho. And so okay. the driver was super chatty and really nice. And he's like, you know what, your people, like your community are like some of the nicest, kindest people I've ever met. Like all of you, like, you talk, you're, you're kind. And I was like, I was like, that's not what they say about us though. You know, like there's a lot, right. there's a lot said about us. And, there is. and that's, and that's why also I, why I'm doing the show is just to really show people that there's a human, you know, attached to that drag queen or king or non-binary thing, you know, that we're, we're humans underneath. We have spirit, we have spirituality, we have, we have children, we have lives. Yes. And we have the spiritual side. I mean, mm -hmm. I am very spiritual, you know. I meditate daily. If I'm not chanting, I'm doing other meditations as well because mm -hmm. it's important for me to put out good energy because that's what the world needs right now. And, yeah. you know, I do it in and out of drag, but when I do it in drag, there's a bit more sparkle, I feel like, you know. <laughs> but that's, that's one of my goals now is to spread love and light to the world and i know that is one reason why i'm here mm -hmm. and uh, as a leo north node you know i'm i'm supposed to be on stage too so right right uh, you know i just want to embody it all that's why i was saying you know why i put a label on it i can do it all i can do the drag i can do the spiritual stuff meditations and all that it can all be done we can reach a lot of people you know right yeah well and i feel like the older I get, the more integrated all that is. It's not like it's not like I just have this spiritual thing over there and this sexual thing over there and this drag thing over here. It's like it, now it's just so integrated, which is the truth of it, right? Like, it like is that separation is a delusion yeah. uh, that we sometimes need to live in. <laughs> but you know, I I do better when I can actually just hold all those things and wreck. Like I want to be, I want to bring and be all of who I am wherever I am, period, you know? And if I can't be, exactly. totally. I'm and if I can't all of surprising, surprises, you know? <laughs> I'm, people are always surprised by what I'm doing because I like all kinds of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't try to corner me and put me into, you know, just because I do drag that I have to be this way, that I have to be a certain way on stage. No, I'm gonna be me. Nobody's right. gonna tell me what to do. They did when I was younger, but no mm -hmm. more. That stops now. You know, I have a new life now here where I'm living. And yeah, nobody's telling me what to do anymore, honey. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> my friend Jerry, my friend Jerry always comes up as Facebook user, but he says, hello, dolls. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Jerry. Um, Hugs also, and kisses from California. For sure. And also Anka, who is actually regular on another podcast that I'm on. Uh, uh, she said that she agrees with the taxi and Uber driver, um, <laughs> you know, about our community. So, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but you know. <laughs> um, so I was gonna move. I'm trying to. Someone said something not so kind. You know how they are. Um, something what? Somebody said something not so kind in the comments, but you know that's that's, okay. that's just part of the. So we send them love and light anyway. Exactly. And luckily, right. I don't have my glasses on, honey, so I can see it. Or <laughs> yeah, no. so much love and light. Okay, but I do send you mm. so much love. If you send me hate, I love you. Right. Send it. Send Wait. send love. Send love in return, huh? That's right. So, uh, what brought you to what brought you to California from Tennessee? Well, I had wanted to move here for a couple of years now, and then COVID hit, right? And mm -hmm. so that held me back a couple of years. And then I got the opportunity to move out here with my drag daughter. And it's the rest has been history. I'm meeting some amazing people out here. We're putting together some great stuff for the future. I can't bring it all up right now, but some great <laughs> stuff is in the work, though, for real. And we're we're going to get a community going up here in 29 and well, the high desert, you know, 29 palms, Joshua tree, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, cause there's some really great and talented, amazing people up here. And I'm yeah. so grateful to be here and they've welcomed me with open arms. I've met some just amazing people. So, uh, so happy I, to hear that. Yeah. I'm so grateful to be where I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is it that you, what is it that you enjoy most about drag? I absolutely love to entertain. I love being on stage. I feel most at home on stage. Anywhere else, it, like, when I'm on stage, I'm most comfortable. I feel at home. I just love to entertain an audience. I love music. And to interact with that music, to portray the song, to bring it to life, especially the type of music I do, which is the older music. I'll do new music too, but my heart is with the older stuff. You know, if you can't mm. tell by the way I look, you know, from you know, <laughs> like the sixties, you know. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, uh, I just, I just love to entertain. I just love being on stage. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes. What would and you? What, what's that? I love to dress up. You know, when I was in kindergarten, I remember they. The teacher had a box of clothes and we were going to play dress up and you know that i picked the high heels i oh. sure did i remember this too i have that you know clear memory of picking the high heels i mm -hmm. knew at an early age what i wanted to do you know mm -hmm. so that I is just, i just took quite a pause before i could do it that's all mm -hmm. yeah it takes a while it takes a while how is the how is the rest of your family with drag well, my mom passed away two years ago, but she did get to see me in drag. She never saw my show, mm -hmm. but I got ready one night at her house so she could see. She didn't necessarily like that I did drag. I feel like she was coming from a place that it was not safe, perhaps. Mm. And when I had stopped, well, no, that night when I got ready, she came in, I was all dressed in a real short dress. I was really showing my legs that night. <laughs> and she, she walked in and she saw me and she had never seen me before in drag. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. She said, well, let me get the camera. And so <laughs> she grabbed the camera, took a photo. And then she said, well, don't you think that dress is a little too short? 
And I said, no, mama, that's what the guys like. They like the short dress. I can show my legs, right? So I later on found out that she took that photo that she took of me to my aunt uh, mm. and showed it to her and says, doesn't he make a pretty woman? So she uh. was supportive in her own way, but she couldn't come out and say it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and of course, the rest of my family, my niece is cool with it, but like everyone else isn't. Uh, but it doesn't matter. My son is supportive and that's all I care about. Yeah. That's all I yeah. care Yeah. So. Yeah. What would you, um, you know, it sounds like for you, you know, that the idea of your spirituality and your drag has never, um, like, how do they intertwine for you? How are they connected? Well, they were not always connected. Um, I feel like when I started out in drag, I got lost and I got disconnected. For a long time that's why i was saying i wasn't always chanting mm. and when i look back now i can i can see a difference you know from not doing it but now it is it's i combine it all all, all into one because i don't have time to do all the separate things so i'm just doing it all combined that's why i got mm -hmm. ordained i wanted to be an ordained minister so i can marry people in drag so if you're ever in the area, yeah. come on. If you want to get married, come see me. 29 Palms, whatever. So, yeah, uh, I, I just want to bring it all because, you know, we look like this, right? So the attention's mm -hmm. on us. We might as well spread some love while we're doing it. And that's what yeah. it's all about for me is love. Mm. That's, that's why I'm here is to share love and spread love. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you get back, I guess, how did you get back to the... I guess part of it is trying to think of like uh, for like our 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 younger folks or or just our folks who haven't quite been able to to move drag into more of a spiritual space or vice versa. How mm -hmm. did you how did you do that, or how well, would I you suggest? <laughs> yeah. I just I just did it. You know, I started sharing meditations under my my stage name. You know, and because mm -hmm. I felt like. This, this was a good way to reach people, you know? Of course, I don't want to be preaching to nobody ever because that's not, that's not where I come from. That's not my intention or anything. But for me, I just integrated it. I just started doing it. When I go out in drag, uh, like when I hosted uh, the Drag Bingo uh, last Friday night, you know, I just spread love to the audience, you know? I just let it, I let the universe flow through me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I channel too, because I'm a tarot card reader and all that. And so I channel and sometimes I get messages to pass on to people as well, you know? Right, right. And so I just do it all together mm -hmm. and I, and it can be done. It can be done. You know, when I stopped drinking, I thought that I couldn't go out and drag if I was not drinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had to prove to myself that you can still have fun. There's a oh, Wanda Jackson song, a good girl or a girl doesn't have to drink to have fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I had to teach myself that I had to learn that. And it's the same with this, you know, just intertwine it, be yourself. It yeah. absolutely can be done, you know, yeah. because if you step, I feel when you start separating the two, you start to get a little lost. Mm. And when you do, you know, things are going to pop up that you're not going to want to deal with and all that stuff. So it's always good. I'm talking from, from me, though, to stay in alignment at all times, you know, 
And that's mm-hmm. what I try to do. Stay grounded, ground myself, put your feet out in the grass or the, here's the sand, right? So put you in, <laughs> and just stay grounded, you know? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like I wonder, or I don't know if this is your experience, but I think oftentimes, I think for me, what, because I didn't start doing drag, I tried drag when I was like 20. Okay. Um, I did it for, I had to dress the opposite sex for work. Um, I was working oh. at a gay bar and then I dressed and they were, I look like Jennifer Gray from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. And, and then I got booked, I got booked to do all these clubs to perform and I'm not an entertainer. I was just kind of pretty, maybe, I don't even know about that. Um, <laughs> but I was, but I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Like I wasn't, I couldn't, right. I was just barely dealing with the idea at that time. I, you know, I, I didn't, I see myself as a trans person at that time. I was just coming into seeing myself as thinking I was a gay man or living as a gay man. And, and, and it was like, like my, I have an aunt who said, when I like, I don't know, it was like my family, when I told them they were gay, they were like, oh, as long as you're just not that kind of gay, you know what I mean? Or like, like in that way. So I think I had a lot of shame. I think shame is what might've kept me from, from uh, bringing those things together. And then I just didn't think that you could, like, I didn't know that you could do that, you know? I think shame may have held me back as well. Mm -hmm. I think so too. So you're right on that. I think it holds a lot of people back. And that's what I want people to know. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Self-care and self-love is the most important thing. And until you learn to love yourself first, mm-hmm. no one else can love you. I mean, you've got to love yourself first and then you attract the right person to love you. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's what people need to know. And also, don't tell yourself that you're not good enough or that you're not ready. Just do it. If you want to do drag, do it. Don't let anyone, especially your own mind, talk you out of it. If it's yeah. something that you feel inside, then do it. Because I feel like that's why we all do it, because it's something that we feel inside. And mm. you should never hide how you feel inside, because it only makes things worse for you. When yeah. You, do, you know? So yeah. yeah, just do it. If you feel it, do it, honey, do it. Right. Yeah. I wasn't advice, I don't, advice to the young Queens. There you go. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always interesting that kind of receiving and transmission because I don't think I, I, I'm loving myself in a way I've never loved myself before. I wouldn't. And I would say that a big part of that is because uh, people, I, because I received love from others. And I think, that's something I don't know how much of the love for myself I created on my own. I think it was something that I had to be willing to receive from others. And it was like, cause I believe like you can't transmit something you haven't got. And I just don't think, I think I get love given to me and then I can give love. And you know, it's like, it's all those. No, I get things. that. I get that. Especially uh, in the position that we're in, we're on stage, we're in the public, whatever we do receive love from the audience most of the time right? right and so and and yeah i see what you're saying but for me i never really grew when i was growing up i really never knew love mm. and i don't think i knew what love really was unconditional you know love was until my son was born and of mm. course you know when he told you know would tell me that you know 
that's the only time I ever really heard it. So mm -hmm. I had to teach myself and people, you know, I tell people all the time that I love them. I, I tell everybody really that I love them, you know, and I guess some of it can come across odd sometimes, but I had to find it within me. I had to teach myself how to love. I always had it within me. I knew mm -hmm. that because as an empath, I feel everything. I can feel other people's emotions. I'll start crying, you know, anyway. So I can feel it, but I had to hide it for such a long time. Mm -hmm. I had to, you know, put it back in the closet and I don't have to do that anymore, you know? And so all the love that I feel inside, I just share it with people. I just mm -hmm. share it with everyone that I come across or I try to, you know? Because yeah. that's what the world needs. I know it's corny to say and quote the song, but what the world needs is love, right? And we do. We need more mm. of it. Yeah. Never. I mean, we really do. Mm, for sure. So yeah. we are we are right around about forty five minutes. Oh um, wow! Really? Or, I mean, we're at forty minutes, so we have okay. about five more minutes. I wanted to give you an opportunity to bring up something maybe that we haven't brought up yet that you would like okay. to talk about, or anything you'd like to share before we go. Well, I just want everyone to know that. Um, you know, I've been here in the high desert for six months now, and I was saying this a little bit earlier that we've got a lot of things in the works. There's a lot of uh, great activities and events uh, that I'm working on. And if you're ever up in this area, you know, you should look me up and see what we're doing, um, especially if you want to get married by a drag queen and a fabulous mm -hmm. caftan with some big hair, honey, you know. That's what it's. That's what I want to do. I want to marry some couples. Mm. I don't care who they are, straight, gay, whatever. You know, I love yeah, everyone, yeah. right? Totally. So um, I have that going on for now. And uh, like I said, I can't mention the other stuff because yeah, so. people have to people have to follow you on the Instagram. Yes, on Instagram. That's my only social media is Instagram. I post every morning in my stories. I try mm -hmm. to spread love and funny things and spiritual things as well. And sometimes I'll go in there and do my Buddhist chanting. I'll mm -hmm. upload a video uh, of me doing that as well. But oh, yeah, awesome. at the Lady Shalane on Instagram. I would love for you to follow me and interact with me. Perfect. Yeah, thanks for saying it out loud too, because some folks might only be listening. So they did hear oh, yeah, at, yeah, at, at the Lady, the Lady Shalane on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. I have a bunch of videos on YouTube as well that I recorded during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I connected with uh, some friends in Palm Springs and I was part of their shows during the pandemic. And that was a lot of fun. So those videos are up on yeah. YouTube. Everybody wants to check them out. <laughs> yeah, they have, I have a link. I have a link for them in the description. So folks, you can find that link in the description. I'd encourage you to go and check out her performances. A right. retro drag queen. I like the old stuff. So yeah. there's a place for everybody, right? There's a place Indeed. for all of us. Indeed. Thank you so much for being on the show. Darling, thank you so much for having me. This has been a real pleasure and a real honor. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate you allowing me to be here to share my story. And I love everybody out there. I send you all so much love and light. Mm. Take care. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and let you go and then I'll do the closing. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this evening. I did want to take a second to um, thanks, thank our Patreon members. You can look at the bottom of the screen there, um, and you'll see um, folks who are supporting the work of a queer chaplain. A lot of the work I've been doing is just kind of 
trying to make it work. Um, I don't believe in putting a price tag on anything or that money should be a barrier to anyone accessing information and stories and, you know, all this sort of stuff. I know there were so many, so much information and so many people I didn't get to see or meet because of the, you know, not having the coin or whatever. And so, um, uh, anywho, I don't know where I was going with all that, but basically if you would like to support the work of a queer chaplain, um, you can check out the link in the description, um, go to the Patreon and you can support the work with as little as $3 a month. It really, um, it really goes a long way and really means a lot to me personally. And it really does a lot for the program. Um, again, you can check out the link in the, in the description. Um, also, I want to invite folks to Spiritual Drag Con. Um, Spiritual Drag Con is taking place October 7th, 8th, and 9th in Chicago. Um, registration is now open, and we're also looking to book 36 drag artists for two nighttime drag shows, one to take place in a church, the other in a synagogue, and the other a family-friendly event at an LGBTQ center in Boys Town. So um, go out, go on, check it out. If you're a spiritual care provider, uh, we'd love for you to join us as well. If you want to throw some money at the conference so that uh, you know, we can provide scholarships for folks who are needing to travel. Um, that would be really fantastic too. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, join us next week. Um, next week will be our fourth session. And I'm trying to remember who my person is. I am awful host. <laughs> but <laughs> check out the video that I'm going to play right after this. Um, and you'll be able to see who is going to be not here, not only next week, but in the upcoming weeks. Uh, thanks so much and have a great night. Bye-bye. I'm still here. No, I just wanted to say that next week's guest is Nancy Nogood um, from Brooklyn, New York. I've known her, well, I've been trying to get her on the show for a little over a year now. So I'm super excited um, to finally get her on the show. So um, tune in and check it out. Also, you can listen to this anywhere you listen to podcasts and any of the other 33 interviews I've done with uh, drag artists from all over the US and Canada. Bye-bye. For reals this time. Bye-bye.